I want to talk first about my wife, Tiffany. She's so awesome. I love my wife. Uh, but my wife was born with really poor eyesight. So she's basically wore glasses her whole life since she was three years old. And so growing up, as a little girl, she regularly prayed and longed for God to heal her. I mean, she just wanted to be able to read the labels of the shampoo in the shower. You know, like that's, you know, that's all the little girl wanted. Uh, at one time, she, she went to a Benny Hinn conference. Uh, and, and you might not have heard of Benny Hinn, uh, but he's a religious teacher uh, who has made his fame and riches uh, by proclaiming one message. All right, this is his message. If you have enough faith, if you really trust in God, Benny had the power to heal any ailment you had. That was Benny's message. You have an ailment, you have a disease, you have a sickness, you have something wrong with you. If you have enough faith, Benny can heal you. Come to his conference. Donations are gladly accepted. <laughs> now, of course... Over time, Benny Hinn has been exposed as a hoax, a fraud, a liar. Uh, people at his conferences who claim to be healed uh, in reality never were. Uh, but nevertheless, my wife left that conference believing that if she just prayed enough, if she just believed enough, she'd be healed. And my question is, how do you think that made her feel? Horrible. Uh, while this man's racking in the cash with his false teaching, my wife Tiffany left totally discouraged, uh, hurt, and feeling like something was wrong with her, uh, like she didn't have enough faith to just be healed. And so I bring up this story to you all tonight, for one, to show you the danger of false teaching and how it hurts people, and two, because Benny Hinn is not the only false teacher in the world. In fact, our world is filled with false teachers, false prophets, as Jesus will talk about tonight. And so that's what Jesus is going to teach us. How do you spot the fake? How do you discern the real from the phony? How do you spot a false teacher like Benny Hinn? And so that's what tonight's message is all about. So let's go ahead and read our passage, pray and dig in. I'm going to read the passage. If you can bring that up and get it before your eyes and read along with me. Um, quietly, Jesus says these words, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. This is the word of Jesus. Let's pray. Uh, Father in heaven, sovereign creator, all-powerful one, holy in other uh, we come to you now asking for help. We ask that you would pour your spirit upon us, that you would open our ears and open our hearts to receive this message, that you would challenge us, correct us, encourage us. Help us receive this word in the way you want for us tonight. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
All right, so the first verse in our passage begins with the word beware, beware. Uh, it's, it's a word that's used to warn someone of danger or, or to call an individual to be alert. Um, and, and this is not the first time Jesus uses this word back in chapter six. Go ahead and look at the cross references for me. Back in chapter six, Jesus told his disciples to beware of practicing your righteousness before other people. So be on guard, Jesus says, about your tendency to do religious stuff in front of other people to get praise for them. Then later in chapter 10, when talking to the disciples about the pending reality of persecution and what is to come for them, Jesus says this, Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogue. So watch out for those who will attack and persecute you, Jesus says. And then again, later in Matthew 16, uh, when speaking about false teaching of some religious leaders, Jesus tells his disciples, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And so then uh, we can conclude that uh, from all of these, these emphases on beware, watch out, that the life of a disciple uh, to follow Jesus requires us to be vigilant, to be on guard uh, in a continuous ongoing state of readiness. So like the soldiers in Ukraine right now are, are, are listening closely for danger, their eyes are wide open. The same is true for the Christian. Uh, we don't live uh, asleep in careless, distracted lives. Our eyes are peeled. We're looking for danger. Jesus says, beware, be on guard. Uh, uh, but now in this passage, what specific danger is Jesus warning us about? So what's the specific danger? Well, we'll look back at verse 15. Jesus says, beware of false prophets. Now, you don't use this kind of language. Rarely would you call someone a false prophet. You don't say, hey, I don't like that person. She's a false prophet. We don't talk that way. Uh, but before we talk about what a false prophet is and kind of unpack that, we need to first know what a prophet is. What's a prophet? And it's pretty simple. So since creation began throughout human history, uh, in order to communicate, in order to reveal himself, uh, God, his nature, his purposes, his commands, God has chosen in his wisdom to speak through prophets. So men and women who were given the very words of God himself. So, so prophets are then really simple people who speak on behalf of God. Uh, for example, you guys are all familiar with Moses, right? Okay, uh, Moses was a prophet. And remember at Mount Sinai, there's fire and there's smoke and thunder engulfing this mountain. And, and it's just striking utter fire fear and the people beholding this scene. And yet Moses, he climbs to the top by God's uh, permission and he meets with God. Uh, and in that divine meeting, God gives Moses the Ten Commandments and, and instructions for how his people are to live. And so Moses was a prophet. Another example of a prophet would be Jeremiah. Now, he might not be as familiar as Moses, but he's also a prophet. Unlike Moses, Jeremiah, he was not given the task to tell God's people about the Ten Commandments and how to worship him. That wasn't Jeremiah's task. He had a different one. Uh, see, during the time of Jeremiah, the people of God, so Israel, God's people, they were rebelling. 
They were forsaking God's commands. They were bowing down to idols and false gods made of silver and gold and wood. They had completely turned away from the living fountain, God. And so, as a result of their disobedience, God promised, I will bring disaster. I will bring judgment upon Israel by raising up an enemy from the north to invade their land and destroy their nation. God promised to judge them for their rebellion. And guess who got the great job to tell the people of God's plan? Jeremiah. It wasn't a great job. You know why? Because they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear Jeremiah's message, especially the leaders. They didn't want to hear that disaster and devastation was coming upon their land because of their failed leadership, because of their disobedience. They didn't want to believe that. And so you know what they did? They found false prophets. They found false prophets who would tell them a different story. So Jeremiah's warning, judgment is coming, disaster is coming, repent, repent, turn to God. But the false prophets assured Israel that everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Don't worry. Nothing bad is going to happen. And so listen to what God said about them in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 16 through 17. So look at that cross reference on your sheet. It says this, thus says the Lord of hosts. So this is what God says. This is what Yahweh says. Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord. So those who despise the message from Jeremiah, you know what they say to that? It shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, those false prophets say, no disaster shall come upon you. And so then false prophets are, are those who claim to speak on behalf of God. They come in the name of God, but their mouths are filled with lies. And note, false prophets, they're motivated by self-interest. Uh, they wanted to please the people who didn't like Jeremiah's prophecy. And so they were motivated by a desire to gain the approval of men. They'd rather tell them a lie and get them to like them and approve them than tell them the truth. And, and that, my brothers and sisters, is one of the sure signs of a false prophet. They always tell you what you want to hear. They never challenge you. They never tell you hard truth. They tell you what you want to hear. Oh, you want to live however you want and do whatever you want and never turn away from your sin. I promise you there's a false prophet who will assure you that there's no judgment, that there's no hell. I'm sure that there are churches even in this city with pastors who would assure you that there is no consequence for your decisions here. Heaven awaits you. They're willing to sell you that lie. You want to be healthy and wealthy and happy just like everybody else. There's a false prophet on YouTube who will tell you that following Jesus will give you all those things. You won't get sick. You'll make a bunch of money and you'll always be happy if you just 
have enough faith in Jesus. No mind, right, that, that Jesus calls his disciples to a life of sacrifice as they take up a cross and follow him. No mind that Jesus warns us how difficult, how hard it is. Harder than a camel to go through the eye of a needle for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. No mind that Jesus warns of that. No mind that Jesus says the world will hate you because you follow me. No, no, according to so many false prophets, God wants you to be as healthy and rich as possible. He wants you to have your best life now, not in heaven. So listen, students, false prophets, false teachers will always tell you what you want to hear. And that's why Jesus says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. But, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So first note uh, that according to Jesus, you don't have to go looking for false prophets. They come to you. How many false messages about God are we bombarded with every day? TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We don't have to search hard to find someone lying about God. It's everywhere. Your friends do it all the time. And second, note that the false prophets, they come in sheep's clothing, sheep's clothing. Uh, see, sheep are quite harmless creatures. <laughs> uh, they're not predators. They don't have sharp teeth or powerful jaws. They're not quick. They're not agile. Uh, they're covered in wool. I mean, your puppy at home is more dangerous than a sheep. Seriously. Yet while these false prophets, they come disguised as sheep, right? They come looking harmless and, and they're goodwill and, and they want the best for you. Jesus says, but inwardly, they are ravenous wolves. And it's important to pay attention to the word inwardly, inwardly. Uh, Jesus uses it four times in the book of Matthew. And on every occasion, Jesus uses the word to talk about what's inside us. What's inside you? So things like your motives, uh, your thoughts, your desires, fantasies, dreams, what you love, what you hate, all that is going on within us. Jesus uses this word to reference. And, and he contrasts the inwardly, the inside, the, the real us with what people around us can see, right? Uh, so your religious talk, uh, your public prayers, church attendance, the stuff that makes other people think, man, that person really loves God or they care about God. But, but Jesus reminds us here that a person, they can check all the religious I care about God boxes. They can check every single one of them and they can even claim to hear from God himself and yet still be as fake and filtered as the majority of pictures on Instagram. Listen, God is not like the rest of the world. He's not like Hollywood. He's not obsessed with appearances. He cares most. He cares most deeply about what's on the inside of you. See, he knows the secrets of your hearts. He knows what you keep hidden from your parents. He knows what you, uh, your deepest longings are and desires are. And in the end, that's what he's going to judge. What's inside of you. Not how great you presented yourself to others. 
You can fool everybody else, but you can't fool God. And listen, I mean, if you do fool everybody, you can fool your parents, your friends, your teachers. You can make them think that you love and serve God. It really doesn't matter, though, if on the inside, you're, you're like a pack of hungry wolves. You're just, you have this insatiable appetite to satisfy you. You're, you're only concerned about filling your belly. And, and that's what Jesus says false prophets are like. They, they come to us, they appear harmless, they're like sheep, but really they care more about profiting from our approval than they care about the truth. Remember, Benny Hinn comes, I want you to be healed. But in the end, he's just trying to make a buck. That's how false, false prophets operate. And so Jesus says, students, beware be on guard. Don't accept everything you read on Facebook or Instagram. Nobody's on Facebook. You guys are on Facebook. Instagram or any social media account. Be careful about the, the, the wealth of misinformation out there. Beware. And so then the question is, how do we spot the fake? How do we spot the real from the counterfeit? Well, Jesus tells us in verse 16, look there with me. He says, you will recognize, so identify, spot them by their fruits. In other words, Jesus says, look how they live. Look how they live. Look how they speak. Do their actions and speech conform to the will of Christ? Do they bear the marks of the character of Jesus? Look at what they teach and preach or say. Does it align with the word of God that was handed down to us from the prophets and apostles? Does it align with the revelation of God? When you assess the whole of their lives, is it obvious that the primary aim is to love and serve God? That's how you spot a fake. By their fruits. What does their life produce? And it's the same process we use in other areas of life, like nature. So look back at verse 19. Jesus says this. Begin there with me. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes and figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Jesus says, we, we don't walk up to a weed uh, that's covered in burrs and say, oh, that's a raspberry bush. We avoid burrs, right? We don't call them raspberry bushes. We don't go up to dandelions and say, this is a grapevine. We don't go up to a sick and dying tree and say it's healthy, yet, yet, isn't this what most people do when it comes to God? They say, oh, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus, yet their life has no spiritual fruit. None. They're just as prideful, selfish, lustful, and worldly as those who don't claim to be Christians. They look no different than an unbeliever, but yet they confidently say, I'm a Christian. They're a weed, and they say, I'm a raspberry bush. And Jesus says, in the same way that doesn't work in nature, it doesn't work in the Christian life either. Don't be deceived. You'll know a false prophet, and by extension, a false Christian by their fruit. Jesus says, show me your life, private and public, and I'll tell you if you're a true Christian.
And like I said last week, Jesus, he never avoids talking about hell. I, I don't bring this up because I want to talk about it. Uh, trust me, it didn't make Jesus more popular. And I don't think it makes me more popular. But Jesus wasn't a false prophet. He wasn't here and didn't come from heaven to tickle your ears. <laughs> he wanted to warn you of the truth. And, and so what he, does, what he does, look at this verse 19. Look there with me. Continuing with the imagery from nature, Jesus says, every tree, every one of them, that does not bear good fruit is what? Cut down and thrown into the fire. That's an allusion to the unquenchable fires of hell. So this is why we must stay on guard. This is why we must beware of false prophets because while they might seek to assure us that you, know, you have a good relationship with God, everything's set right for you, even though that you live like the devil, you're saved. They're leading us astray. For Jesus, true Christians, his disciples, they bear fruit. And look at, look, look at me. I'm the first to tell you. I'm a wretch. I'm a wretch. I have all sorts of corrupt desires and impulses. I'm naturally inclined towards pride and disobedience to God. I'm weak and I fail often, but God has changed me. And now by the power of the Holy Spirit, I bear fruit. I repent. I, I put to death lust and sin in my life and greed and pride. I truly love and serve God. And here's what I want you to hear. Here's the good news. You can too. You can be real. You don't have to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. You don't have to stay fake. You can choose. You can choose tonight. You can follow the good shepherd. You can put your trust in Jesus. And listen, I know in your own power, you can't change yourself. Neither can I, but Jesus can. When we trust in him and hope in him and seek after him, he renews us. He changes us. He makes us real. Students, early in my Christian life, I was uh, trapped in sexual sin. And yet I was teaching middle school students not to lie. Do you know what that did to my soul? Do you know what it does to your soul to live in hidden sin every day, but act like a Christian? It drains you of all spiritual life. And so I'm telling you, if God can take me, a deceitful, false living guy, and bring him to new life in Christ by the power of the Spirit, he can do the same for you. You don't have to stay fake. You can be real. Jesus promises to deliver us from all our lies and deceit by his blood, his holy and precious divine blood shed for you. You can be cleansed. You can be washed and you can be set apart. You can be different. So beware of false prophets and beware of the false Christian within you. Be on guard. Seek the real Let's pray. Father in heaven, I'm so thankful. Man, I can't believe you changed me. I'm really thankful, Father. And I'm so thankful because you can do it for my brothers and sisters here in this room. 
You can call them out of darkness and let them walk in the light. You can fill them with your Holy Spirit. You can give them new passions and new desires. You can give them self-control. Uh, you can help them say no to sin. They don't have to stay a wolf in sheep's clothing. Father, they can become one of your sheep because you are gracious, you are kind, you are merciful. Thank you, Father. I love you. And I pray that the students will come to love you more and more as they see how gracious and kind you are. In Jesus' name, amen.